your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. <sighs> we just, we got out of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's okay. I don't want to talk about Wonder Woman's comp, but it's not horror written, but it was good. We liked it. It's definitely good. Um, we, okay, so, Alien Covenant was bad. Let's, let's change that word. Alien Covenant was horrendous. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you agree with me. I was trying to, like, soft. I was oh, yeah, coming this, in, I was well, coming you, in you, at it soft. You didn't even do soft. This is how you pull a punch. How is Alien Covenant, right? Yeah? Yeah, you know? And then they <laughs> just say it. <laughs> I had to outright at least start by saying, like, Alien Covenant wasn't good. Um, my hopes were low. Uh, my expectation... I, admittedly, I, like, the same week, I had watched Prometheus and then Alien. So I was... Alien I was and fresh, Aliens are amazing. I was real fresh going into it, and I was real ready. Same. I guess my expectations were too high. But it was also, like, a complete misfire of any horror movie I've ever seen. Or, uh, regard uh, Alien movie. I would... Like I said in my post, I would take Alien 3 and Resurrection and even AVP over what we got in Covenant. Yeah, and it's hilarious because some of the times where aliens attacked and the gore was great, like the gore looked cool and I was like, man, I wish, I wish they could just scrap I wish this the whole wasn't, Yeah, scrap I wish the, this wasn't the movie. Yeah, scrap the whole movie and keep the gore. Well, if anything, it should have been... Get the classic Xeno out of there. Get get David's whole god complex out of there. Yep. Get uh, make it about the protos. Make it about the deacon. Make it about the engineers and the scientists. Make it about what they were trying to do. Stop trying to turn it into Prometheus had a baby with alien. That's not what we want. No, That's we not don't what want we're that. on board for. Prometheus got a bad rap because it wasn't enough like Alien. So the studios said make this like Alien, and they even and called it Alien. And that's screaming. where yeah, and that's where they went wrong. Is is they took away, and I don't blame it all on Scott. I think a lot of the fault was in the writers. Um... But he had control over that kind of shit, so he should have been quality control, and he wasn't. And it's obvious. Yeah. The engineers, I wanted to see it. I wanted more information, even if they kept it in an air of mystery, and you didn't get to actually see Absolutely. too much of it. We didn't need answers. We, if anything, we got too many answers, and they weren't answers I agreed with. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. We won't get into any spoilery territory, but it just wasn't It wasn't good, and it wasn't what it was supposed to be. You know what I want to spoil? This is, if you could bleep it out if you need to. Are you ready for this? Okay. Um, so they're... In the trailers, okay, I can do it this way. Here we go. In the trailers, there's a character, a character that I was intrigued to see in the movie, and guess what? That character wasn't in the movie for more than half a second. Oh yeah, no. So that's some of true. The, he had maybe a three minute screen time. So a male in the movie who you will all see in the trailers, he outright said he wasn't going to be in a lot of the movie though. Yeah, and you know that he's not going to be in a lot, but the way they did it was intriguing, being that some of the footage you see in the trailers is not in the movie, which some movies do, but there was a lot. Like, one whole That's trailer true. wasn't in the movie where um, James Franco and a bunch of other people are talking. That wasn't a trailer. That was... He, he called... There were two of them. Yeah. There were two of them. He, he said he released them that way because they were context for what the movie was going to be about. And, and frankly, both of them were better than, in, than yes. the entire movie. That's why I was excited. Exactly. It only brought my expectations up higher. So it I, made me think I, I agree care about, with you. It made me think I would care about the cast when and I then, saw them and all then talk. they did... And then they did absolutely everything wrong. Every, like, every illogical character decision that could have been divulged was divulged in that movie. Yeah, and you know what's bad is that there's a moment in the movie 
where, of course, you know there's an alien, so I'm not spoiling that. You see an alien, and it's dark, and it kills one or two people in the dark mm -hmm. outside of something. Yeah. And yeah. and you know what's hilarious? You don't know which characters where they were. You just see a little splash of blood, and you're like, what happened? Yeah. I don't... There, I don't care about the which, character. Which, which, don't get me wrong, the original Alien had a lot of cutaway horror, yeah. but that's, but it was used well. And you, you were scared of what really happened, but you knew the character. You're like, oh, True. yeah. Like, you didn't just go in the movie and say there's only Ripley. I actually think like, like you know, Ash and Dallas. You remember them, and you yeah. park her. You remember them. There was a, um, I just remember when I was rewatching it, I was like, wow, this is still. A bit of a, more of a slow burner than I originally managed. I, I don't. I don't think the the chestburster scene doesn't even happen until like minute forty or something. It's forty fifty. They they really push it off, and I like that. I liked how much character development there was. The beginning scene when they're all they all wake up and they're all sitting in that middle area and they're yeah. all just talking. It was great. Covenant could not have rushed anything more than it did. Yeah, it, and it ruins everything. It was really bad. That's all I'm gonna say. Is bad. So um. Getting off of that, I also watched, laughably, I watched Bye Bye Man at, 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 the, <laughs> at the behest of any good notion I had. Oh my god. It wasn't good, but it, I will say this much, it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't. The acting was what was the worst part of the movie. But ultimately, it does a lot of weird things that I didn't think it was going to do. I hated the dogs. CG dogs. The CG hellhound. Yeah, it was. Don't talk it was, about it. There's a lot of bad things. Or about the bye bye man wearing a normal person's t-shirt. Like it was like a normal like V-neck sort of a crew t-shirt. I was like, yeah, I mean, he stole the he stole the hood from <clears throat> Saw. So yeah. you know, uh, there were a lot of bad things about the movie. But ultimately, I was I was going and thinking it would be it would have been a lot worse. And honestly, I didn't. I liked a couple a couple of things it did, but ultimately it was still like a four out of ten, mm -hmm. th three out of ten. And the only reason one of those points goes to me, like that I would like the movie, is the intro. I like him just going through the houses and killing oh, that, his family. Oh, that's what I was most surprised about, and it was brutal. It um, was pretty brutal. So the only reason I his went to shotgun see shotgun, he kills, he kills maybe five people in like a spree. It's great. Kids, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you know what's intriguing about that scene is how f brutal it feels like. And you know what it reminded me of? When the Joker is telling the story and then cuts the guy's face, but it cuts away right before he does it. Sure. And you're just like... Like, yeah. you felt the brutality more than seeing it. True. The way they show him going into the house, like, the first time you see it, I mean, you see it a second time and it's more close up, but the first time you see it, you're in a different house. The camera points towards the house from a different house, mm -hmm. and you just see him going to the house, you hear screaming, they're, like, pushing him away, and then you see the shots and there's just no more sound, and you're uncomfortable, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this movie going to pull off what I don't think it can? It didn't at the end. But, like, th there was a few scenes of brutality. The only reason I saw it was because I was warned that it's very brutal for PG-13. Brutal shotguns to multiple people. And they kids really good effects with them, too. Yes, yes, 100%. People got real kicked back from that shit. It was awesome. It was really good. And there was blood, um, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, uh, I also watched... I'm trying to recap because I haven't been able You're to fine. talk about all the horror movies I've been watching. Um, I watched Rings. I haven't seen here's, it yet. Here's what I'm going to say about Rings. I don't spoil a lot of stuff. What feels worse, worst of Rings is that the director was trying to make it something it wasn't, and it was trying to reinvent the original Ring movie, and I think that's its biggest downfall because we already know the story, so stop trying to rehash. True. It's hard to do... You know, you don't watch... You don't go into... Uh, 
Dream Warriors, like Freddy, uh, Night Nightmare on Elm Street 3, um, telling yourself that you're going to keep continue hearing about um, origin. the origin of Freddy, um, yeah, which, which you do. It's the worst part of Dream Warriors, but Rings is the entire movie like that. Okay. And... It just, you know, ultimately, it just doesn't feel like a ring movie. It doesn't have the same kind of um, Do you want to direction. Introduce ourselves, we didn't even. Oh, we'll we'll get there. Okay, cool. We'll get there when we start. So, reading. my opinion on that is there's two ways to do it. Okay. Yeah. You either make it so that it's still only on videotape, and any other way you do it, it doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. You make it so like if you you know when you. Hey, I found this. This is yours. It went viral, basically. Yeah. All... So I'm cool with two ways. Either a. It, it's still only a videotape, even if it's like cool, cool viral, like people know about it. But like when you would record it, you wouldn't see it or it wouldn't affect it. It's only the videotape, and it's scary and old school, right? You either go the old school route, you know, like the whole like vinyl's cool again. You do that kind of thing, like old Absolutely. school, or or you take hold of that YouTube whatever thing and you make it disturbing, where everyone just starts dying everywhere, and it's scary, and it's not the origin. It did neither of those things. So that's the only two routes, and you know what it did? It went hamstring in the middle, didn't it? And it was crazy. it absolutely did. And what it, is and that? But it's but it's also on the acting. The acting was really dry. They tried doing this whole twist thing at the end with one of the characters, and it just didn't. It just felt really ham fisted, and ultimately, it just comes down to, you know, it's just not a good movie. Yeah. Um. So last podcast on the left. I'm just keep. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, last podcast on the left. Sounds most, awful. Most recent episodes. Um. There. It's a podcast I really like. Then, no, no, no. I thought you were saying this name of of a movie. You were like last no. podcast on the left. I was like. That sounds awful. That sounds like a bad no. movie. But then you said podcast. I was like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, Continue. Yeah, they're podca podcasts. This, this podcast I love. Um, they covered Eileen Warnos, so I, I felt compelled to come home and watch Monster. And Monster's good. They're absolutely right. It does paint her in a very um, victimizing light. And the first thing I'll say outright is like, no, Eileen Warnos was a terrible shit human being who did a lot of shitty things and not once on the stand or in actual notes. She contradicted herself constantly, so you can't trust a single fucking thing she says. Which is do, enjoyable. Do I, do I doubt that she had some kind of abuse in her past? Absolutely, but no one put a gun to her head and said you had to kill, continue killing people. If the first one was out of defense, then... You know, uh, But so, what about the rest of the movie, then? Exactly. The rest of the, rest of the actual known kills, um, it was a... It was a go for broke kind of effort and the movie while a good adaptation and while Charlize and uh, Richie re you know, really do yep. good jobs as acting as the characters ultimately it just felt like um, a bad lifetime movie but isn't that what most things feel like nowadays um, yeah it's just hard for me to you know it's a it was a movie about a serial killer it's just kind of fucked up that if we're gonna do a biopic about a serial killer like they it was weird that's all I'm saying. They 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 made they tried turning it into a blockbuster and it's just kind of fucked up. I think that's life though. And and I mean they're doing that with um Bundy. They cast uh why they cast Zac Efron as well. You're as, joking, right? As, no, they cast Zac oh Efron in a, in a Bundy Bundy movie that's coming out. Mm. There is that Young Life of Dahmer movie that's coming out too. Are you serious? Which um we've seen the Manson movie. I haven't seen the Manson movie. No, 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 no. We saw it. <laughs> oh, we, shit! Remember that night? Yes, we played I do! for like eight hours, and, and remember... I just kept asking you why it was on. Yeah. I was like, turn it, this off. Wait, I put his... Because his face was on the thing. I went like this, look. 
I absolutely yeah. I put that. it on top of my face because because the DVD box was his face. Yeah, I it was hated so bad so much that night. Yeah, it was bad. That was a really bad movie. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a Dahmer which has a believe it or not a Disney star that grew up in or like Teen Beach. Okay. Yeah. He he got out of Teen Beach movies and was cast as young Dahmer and he actually looks like Dahmer. It was really good. Um, yeah, that's coming down the pike. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I watched. Have you um, watched The Void? I, I was. I was right there. I was right there. The Void was so good. It was like a Lovecraftian uh, slow burner that had some some cult elements. Um, Very uh, very 80s. Very good. Just very good for an indie indie bullshit movie. Keep going because I'll give you my opinion afterwards. I want it to be that you get your two solid opinions. Go for it. Okay. I don't think it was good. And here's why. I think... It's okay. that, and that's fine. I think... Okay, so you know when you find... Okay, let's just say you find the perfect girl, okay? She is exactly what you're looking for. She's the right body type. She's the right personality. She's into the same things you are. And you date her. And it, maybe it feels a little off, but you continue to date her. Oh, I've and you fall before. in love with her. But you don't really fall... In, you're not falling in love with her. You're falling in love with the idea of loving her. I've been there. Yeah, that's the movie for me. I was so excited for that movie because guess what? You know what I like more than anything else? I had never heard of it. It was put on in front of me and I was The like, trailer is amazing, cool. okay? I had never seen the The trailers trailer. are super cool. And ha- and like all you hear is this voice of like, don't look. Because if you do, you're going to find more than what you wanted. So, yeah. and it, But it's cool. I, I'm not making fun of it and the voice is off. But the idea was sick. I love the practical effects. Oh, I love practical was really, effects. was really surprised by some of the quality of the acting. I guess the it's... The writing was there. I, li- I liked the writing. I thought it was real enough that I didn't... I was never taken out of the movie, but basically... Beginning, good. Uh, the first monster, cool. And then after that, to me, it just descended into not good madness. Uh, I am... like the How big... much Lovecraft do you read? A lot. I know it was. I, I know it descends into madness. I'm saying it. It was cluttered to me. Okay. Um, it did get a little bloated near the end. Okay, the monster at the end I think sucked compared to the first monster. No, the monster. It was, it was a reused. It was the reused costume. They just altered the costume. Yeah, a bit. exactly. And I yeah, didn't no. like it as much. Yeah. The first monster I was freaking out about because I was like, "This is my life. I love." It. They could have gone a couple directions with it, and, and ultimately, I would blame that on budget. Oh, of course. For me, I guess. This is going to be me as a human being who loves Lovecraft. Like, H.P. Lovecraft, guys, is one of the most intriguing yet awful people in real life. Um, yeah. Racist, awful man. But his work was incredible and inspires the idea of madness without understanding it. So I don't like the ending when they're at the place where they are without ruining it. Yeah. I don't like that. I like the what-ifs. I wish it would have ended right before that. They go in, and then it's like you maybe hear screaming, or maybe just see them. I don't like the big ending. True, I agree. For me, I like the oh my gosh, I want to be terrified. The first monster, terrifying. The second one, like you said, reused, and there's only really like the two main things in the movie. So for me, it was like, yeah, I am just so passionate that I want anything, I just want perfection, I guess. And I know that sucks, but even with a low budget, I. 
there's so many like I always will go back to things like John Wick. John Wick looks like it's on a two hundred million dollar budget just from the, and it was the beautifulness. On what, like sixty? No, thirty for the first. Oh, okay. It was something disgustingly low for something like yeah, that. Yeah, for the first one, I was talking about the second one. Oh, second, second one, second one's like sixty seventy. It, they yeah. they really ramped it up for because all because imagine the casting. Yeah, that's what and I the mean. locations. Locations is money, monies. Yeah. Um, but like my point is that you look at a movie like John Wick, or you look at. What, like it follows. You look at a horror movie like, for me, The Descent. The Descent is my favorite horror movie of all time. It's a good one, actually. Um, it's I not my re- favorite. I don't. I don't I, like I, it's in my top I can't, five. I can't forgive the um, the theatrical. You know, you know the story of how they came up with the ending, right? Like what? the whole. No, I don't. The whole she didn't actually get out thing. No, I don't. Whatever. Apparently, the ending was too brutal that the studios made her go, but made them go back and change it. Really? That's how they got the whole... They filmed the entire getting out thing, and then he was like, fuck you, studios. She didn't get out. And I don't like the whole juke at the end. Well, I don't care about the juke, I don't, no. I don't agree with that. I think that that detrimentally affected my views on the movie. I guess it's because the rest of the movie gave me such a chilling thing. Yeah, it was good. No movie makes me that claustrophobic for like sure. 30, 40% of the movie, and then there's a monster? If there was no monsters, the movie would be great. If there was no claustrophobia... If it was just, if it was just about people going crazy in caves, that's totally cool. So, but, but if it was not about caves and just about monsters, it would be good, because the monsters were sick, because they were just people. Yeah. Like Except like with the blind eye thing. My point is, both elements are good, and that's what makes a good movie. What the masses are missing right now is a movie that gives you that kind of... Um, you care? Split. Yeah. Kind of genre split where it makes you, it takes you unexpectedly and it and it's and it swaps you around. And I think some of the better movies that have done that, like the kind of genre split yep. that you're talking about, um, there's something wrong with Kevin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That's the other guy from Perks Being a Wallflower. Yeah. To some to some effect, Swim Fan, I, I think I think did that to a good to a good extent. Um, really early slow burner with just a, a chick going absolutely mad. Very, cool. very um, fatal attraction. Oh, cool. Yeah, so if you're a fan of that. Um, there's only one other movie that I wanted to talk about oh. that I can think of at the top of my head, and that was um, Beyond the Gates, which is a new adage to Netflix. It wasn't good. I'm okay. going to say that first. It wasn't good. The premise is great. Um, starring John from John Dies at the End. Okay, cool. Two brothers, dads... Dad goes missing. Um, they come back years later um, on his for- foreclosed video store, old school VHS video store yeah. in, in the Midwestern states. That doesn't get any attention anymore. Why? Um, VHS is out. That's that's the point. Okay. Um, so oh, they, I thought you meant they the discover... store doesn't give it attention. No, I meant like practically. I understand. And um, so they're cleaning out this like old video store and they come across an old video slash board game because you know in the 80s that must have been a thing where you put in a board game and you or you put in a a tape and you follow the board game's instructions i remember i remember i have one from the 90s actually yeah i remember stitch or something or two yeah i remember stuff from the 90s where it was like um you put in you put in a tape and it was like a castle crashers like haunted kind of thing um Never, never bought it. I just remember the commercials for it. Okay. So it was a it was a dated thing, but the movie plays it up, and 
premise is great because you think it's going to be a fucked up horror version of Jumanji and then it just lets you down at every corner. And um, the brutality of it is great for what its budget probably was, which was, it had to be less than, I don't even want to ballpark it because I don't want to give them too much credit. (laughs) Exactly, because it it honestly, it looked like a couple thousand dollars. It did not look like anything huge. Um, Some good elements, it's mostly just in the acting. And I will say watch it if you're bored, but ultimately, like, it's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, still cool. You know, I think we deserve more things like Jumanji. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Take, take the idea of something banal and normal and then make it do something crazy. And I think... Um, That's why Jumanji lives on, not because yes, it's the best movie. Of, there's it's a, a lot of charm. Idea. There's just a lot of charm in the idea. Oh my gosh, yes. that, um That something so ordinary can be topsy-turvy. Um, probably going to edit that down a little bit, but I think it's about time that we get into this shit. Sounds perfect. Um... So this is lots of pasta. This is obviously the podcast where we listen and talk about the horrors of everyday life. And in in media mostly, I'm not gonna <laughs> nihilism. Uh we uh we talk about horrible and horrifying things. And in that context is the world of creepy pastas, which is uh the power of the internet. Woo! To bring uh, horror to your front door, um, to to your very laptop or cellular device, while you're sitting there at you know three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, uh, and you can't go to sleep, and it's probably because you've been reading scary stories <laughs> the past three hours. Um, it's fun stuff, and this is the podcast where we trawl the internet and we read stories written by people. It's just an everyday, every man aspect. I'm here with uh, Gestalt for yeah. our for our second episode because your first one uh, it just came out on the waves because these come out so many weeks after we yep. record them. Um, your first one finally hit the the fans it and it did really well and I awesome. and I loved how it came out and that that goat man story so good. I it's one of my favorite stories of all time and uh, re-listening when I I re-listened to it like twice now just. I just enjoyed it so much, and it's mm-hmm. not because I like my own voice. It, I really, <laughs> no, you're allowed to say that, though. Like, I um, hate my voice, actually. I don't, I I don't dislike my voice, so I, I, I'm okay listening to myself. When I listen to you, I'm like, okay, cool, because, you know, it's what I hear, right? When I hear you already. True, and then, and then there's some kind of subversion when, you ha- when you're forced to listen to your own voice. Is that really how I sound? Yeah, and I'm like, I always sound whiny, and my pitch is like four times louder than I think it is. <laughs> You're talking to a ten or one, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I understand. So yeah, very, very feminine voice. Uh, I've always been uh, relatively complimented and despised because of it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to... I felt like, because your first episode was just like, let's get to the horror, let's do the horror things that we that we claim to do on this podcast, you yeah. know. There's there's this kind of notion that 50% of every episode, that this is feedback I've gotten, yeah. 50% of every episode is usually bullshit. And it's hard to tell. You know, I, I will say this outright, it's hard to tell. Because we've never, we don't screen these episodes, we don't screen the uh, the stories we're going to read. I don't read them before I get them. Who knows if they're going to be bullshit. By this point, this is episode 41. Yeah. Your first episode was 28. Like, the you know, I'm sorry if half the episodes don't have great stories. It's not up to me. This is the internet. Thank the internet for this shit. Okay, so like, again, 
just taking the weight off of our backs. We're just presenting this for you so you don't have to do the trawling through the internet yeah. and finding these stories so that you can drive your car and sit in traffic and listen to us read about this shit and try not to hate your life as much. That's, you know, th this is good for everyone. Yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> so, um, because Goatman did so well... Um, I'm taking praise from other people on this story. Apparently, this is a really big creepypasta. Um, and this one's called Psychosis. Um, if you've read this, if you've heard of this, apparently it's good. Um, we did a little bit of skimming yeah. on, on preparing this uh, story. And I can say that it's probably going to introduce some elements that we're, we already enjoy. And there's something about having a character, you know, just saying this out the gate. Um, people watch movies and people read stories thinking they could believe the narrator, thinking they could believe the protagonist. Yeah. And I think one of, like, my favorite tropes is the, like... Unreliable narrator. Exactly! Like, I love, I love when they turn that shit around on you. It's like, it's always, again, it's always in the, it's always in the perspective True. of who we're reading the story of. And I think this, this is going to be a treat. I'm excited because here's the thing with Go Man. As much as I enjoyed it, I I read it before and it was great to bring it back. But with this, I we're gonna be enjoying it. Both of us have not read this side by side. It's not scripted. We're gonna read it as you're re as you're hearing it. So the cool part is you get to have your opinion at the same time. We are we are both seeing it. We're all of us are seeing it at the same time. Consider this a friendship simulator. We're all gonna enjoy <laughs> it together. So. Let's dive in. You're here with us. Yeah. And, and I will I will preface this, and I know a lot of people disagree with this preface. I don't give a fuck. If you are not responsible for anything at the moment, including a child, if you're driving a car, if you're at work, I don't fucking care. I want you, because I can't, I want you to roll a fucking fatty or... Grab yourself a nice cocktail. I'm drinking. I have been drinking for the last hour. It's good. I have an Oreo smoothie, man. It's hot. <laughs> I wish I had some rum to put in that smoothie to get you fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just I want you to get zen with your soul, and the best way to do that is with some hashish. And I want you to light it up because I can't. Enjoy this. Sit back. Relax. You know, grab your scotch. <laughs> I just tried scotch. I hated it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, water that shit because it's gross. Um, it's all about mixers with it, man. True. You didn't. <laughs> I gave you whiskey coke and you couldn't talk fucking about handle it. it. <laughs> Yet I love. I like straight vodka. Yeah, but that's vodka. Vodka is very different from whiskey. Exactly. And, and it's and all about taste. All that stuff, just no. For me, it's about no taste. Just give me something that melts my tongue off. I'm just saying, listeners, you're going to enjoy this more if you're not sober. Chillax. This is just the point. It's like, that's it. That's release, all, that's all you, I'm going to say. If you release the inhibitions of your mind, you <laughs> yeah. can enjoy it more. Get rid of the social inhibitions. You have nothing to do right now. And if you do... Screw you, you have nothing to do right if now. If you're at work listening to this, don't listen to it with the speakers out. Yeah. If it hasn't become evident, put your fucking headphones in. Yeah, right okay? now. Put your fucking headphones in, pop some fucking zannies behind your boss's back, and chill the fuck out. Alright. Yeah, you're bossing white. <laughs> this one is called Psychosis. This is from Creepypasta. 
I'm going to start it off. Sunday. I'm not sure why I'm writing this down on paper and not on my computer. I guess I've just noticed some odd things. Well, we found this on the computer. Off the bat, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> let's, hope they, let's hope they come around to that. It's not that I don't trust the computer. I just need to organize my thoughts. I need to get down all the details somewhere objective, somewhere I know that what I write can't be deleted or changed. Not that that's happened. It's just everything blurs together here and the fog of memory lends a strange cast to things. I'm starting to feel cramped in this small apartment. Maybe that's the problem. I just had to go and choose the cheapest apartment, the only one in the basement. The lack of windows down here makes my day and night seem to slip by seamlessly. Fuck do I know how that feels! Yeah, definitely. I haven't been out in a few days because I've been working on this programming project so intensively. I suppose I just wanted to get it done. Hours of sitting and staring at a monitor can make anyone feel strange, I know, but I don't think that's it. I'm not sure when I first started to feel like something was odd, I can't even define what it is. Maybe I just haven't talked to anyone in a while. That's the first thing that crept up on me. Everyone I normally talk to online while I program has been idle, or they've simply not logged on at all. My instant messages go unanswered. The last email I got from anybody was a friend saying he'd talk to me when he got back from the store, and that was yesterday. I'll call with my cell phone, but reception's terrible down here. Yeah, that's it. I just need to call someone. I'm going to go outside. Well, that didn't work so well. As the tingle of fear fades, I'm feeling a little ridiculous for being scared at all. I looked in the mirror before I went out, but I didn't shave the two-day stubble I've grown. I figured I was just going out for a quick cell phone call. I did change my shirt, though, because it was lunchtime and I guessed that I'd run into at least one person I knew. That didn't end up happening. I wish it did. When I went out, I opened the door to my small apartment slowly, a small feeling of apprehension had somehow already lodged itself in me for some indefinable reason. I chalked it up to having not spoken to anyone but myself for a day or two. I peered down the dingy gray hallway, made dingier by the fact that it was a basement hallway. On one end, a large metal door led to the basement's furnace room. It was locked, of course. Two dreary soda machines stood by it. I bought a soda from one on the first day I moved in, but it had a two-year-old expiration date. I'm fairly sure nobody knows those machines are even down here, or my cheap landlady just doesn't care to get them restocked. I closed my door softly and walked the other direction, taking care not to make a sound. I have no idea why I chose to do that, but it was fun giving into the strange impulse not to break the droning hum of the soda machines, at least for the moment. I got to the stairwell and took the stairs up to the building's front door. I looked through the heavy door's small square window and received quite the shock. It was definitely not lunchtime. City gloom hung over the dark street outside and traffic lights at the intersection in the distance blinked yellow. Dim clouds, purple and black from the glow of the city, hung overhead. Nothing moved save the few sidewalk trees that shifted in the wind. I remember shivering, though I wasn't cold. Maybe it was the wind outside, I could vaguely hear it through the heavy metal door. I knew it was the unique kind of late night wind, the kind that went constant cold and quiet save for the rhythmic music it made as it passed through the countless unseen trees. I decided not to go outside. Instead I lifted my cell phone to the door's little window and checked the signal meter. The bars filled up to the meter and I smiled. Time to hear someone else's voice, I remember thinking relieved. 
It was such a strange thing to be afraid of nothing. I shook my head, laughing at myself silently. I hit speed dial for my best friend Amy's number and held the phone up to my ear. It rang once, then it stopped. Nothing happened. I listened to silence for a good 20 seconds, then hung up. I frowned. I looked at the signal meter again, still full. I went to dial her number again, but then my phone rang and my hand startling me. I put it up to my ear. Hello? I asked, immediately fighting down a small shock of hearing first spoken. A waste in days, even if it was my own. I'd gotten used to the droning hum of the building's inner workings, my computer and the soda machines in the hallway. There was no response to my greeting at first, but then finally a voice came. Hey, said a clear male voice, obviously of college age, like me. Who's this? John, I replied, confused. Oh, sorry, wrong number, he replied, then hung up. Lowered the phone slowly and leaned against the thick brick wall of the stairwell. That was strange. I looked at my received calls list, but the number was unfamiliar. Before I could think on it further, the phone rang loudly, shocking me yet again. This time I looked at the call before I answered. It was another unfamiliar number. This time I held the phone up against my ear, but said nothing. I heard nothing but the general background noise of a phone. Then a familiar voice broke through my tension. John? Was the single word in Amy's voice. I breathed a sign of relief. Hey, it's you, I replied. Who else would it be, she responded. Oh, the number. I'm at a party on 7th Street and my phone just died. Just as you called me, this is someone else's phone, obviously. I like your girl voice is hot. So, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay, I said. Where are you? She asked. My eyes glanced over to the drab whitewashed cylinder block, walls, and the heavy metal door with its small window. At my building, I sighed. Just feeling cooped up, I didn't realize it was so late. You should come here, she said, laughing. <laughs> nah, I don't feel like looking for some strange place by myself in the middle of the night, I said, looking out the window at the silent, windy street that secretly scared me just a tiny bit. I think I'm just going to keep working or go to bed. Nonsense, she replied. I can come get you. Your building is close to 7th Street, right? How drunk are you? I asked lightheartedly. You know where I live. Oh, of course, she said abruptly. I guess I can't get there by walking, huh? You could if you wanted to waste a half hour, I told her. Right, she said. Okay, have to go. Good luck with your work. I lowered the phone once more. Looking at the numbers flashed as the call ended. Then the droning silence suddenly reasserted itself in my ears. The two strange calls in the eerie street outside just drove home my aloneness in the empty stairwell. Perhaps from having seen too many scary movies, I had the sudden inexplicable idea that something could look in the door's window and see me, some sort of horrible entity that hovered at the edge of aloneness, just waiting to creep up on the unsuspecting people that strayed too far from human beings. I knew the fear was irrational, but nobody else was around, so I jumped down the stairs, ran down the hallway into my room, and closed the door as swiftly as I could, while still staying silent. Like I said, I feel a little ridiculous for being scared of nothing, and the fear has already faded. Writing this down helps a lot. It made me realize that nothing is wrong. It filters out half-formed thoughts and fears, and leaves only cold, hard facts. It's late. I got a call from the wrong number, and Amy's phone died. So she called me back from another number. Nothing strange is happening. Still, there was something a little off about the conversation. I know it could have just been the alcohol she'd had, 
Or was it even her that seemed off to me? Or was it? Yes, that was it. I didn't realize it until this moment writing these things down. I, I knew writing things down would help. She said she was at a party, but I only heard silence in the background. Of course, that doesn't mean anything in particular, as she could have just gone outside to make the call. No, that couldn't be it either. I didn't hear the wind. I need to see if the wind is still blowing. I like the start. I, I do want... I do like it. It's good. I like that it picked up on the whole silence thing, because I was like, oh crap, did he just mess up the writing? Which is life. Because yeah. he said there was nothing in the background of her, and at a party, I was like... Uh, I'll just write it off he's, like I wrote off that one scene. He's paranoid and it's selling it. Yeah, like, definitely. I like, I like the idea. Monday. I forgot to finish writing last night. Not sure what I expected to see when I ran up the stairwell and looked out the heavy metal door's windows. Feeling ridiculous. Last night's fear seemed hazy and unreasonable to me now. Can't wait to go out into the sunlight. I'm going to check my email, shave, shower, and finally get out of here. Wait, wait. I, th I think I heard something. Oh, it was it was thunder. That, that whole sunlight and fresh air thing didn't happen. I, I went out into the stairwell and up the stairs only to find disappointment. The heavy metal's door's little window showed only flowing water as torrential rain slammed against it. Only a very dim, gloomy light filtered in through the rain, but at least I knew it was daytime, even if it was gray, sickly, and wet day. I tried looking out the window and waiting for lightning to illuminate the glow, but the rain was too heavy and I, I couldn't make out anything more than vague weird shapes moving at odd angles and the waves washing down the window. Disappointed, I, I turned around and I didn't want to go back to my room. Instead, I wandered further up the stairs past the first floor and the second. The stairs ended up at the third floor, the highest floor in the building. I looked through the glass that ran up the outer walls of the stairwell but it was warped, that thick kind that scatters the light. Not that there was much to see through the rain to begin with. So I opened the stairwell door and wandered down the hallway. The ten or so thick wooden doors painted blue a long time ago, they were they were all closed. I listened as I walked, but it was it was the middle of the day, so I wasn't surprised. I heard nothing but the rain outside, so as I stood there in the dimly lit hall, listening to the rain, I had the strangest fleeting impression that the doors were standing like silent granite monoliths erected by some ancient forgotten civilization for some unfathomable guardian purpose lightning flashed and i could have sworn <clears throat> that for a moment the old grainy blue wood looked like rough stone i mean i laughed at myself for letting my imagination get the best of me but then it occurred to me that the dim gloom and lightning must mean there was a window somewhere in the hallway a vague memory resurfaced, and I was suddenly recalled that the third floor had an alcove and an inset window halfway down the floor's hallway. Excited to look into the rain and possibly see another human being, I quickly walked over to the alcove, finding the large thin glass window. Rain washed down it, as with the front window, but I, I could open this one. I reached a hand out to slide it open, but hesitated. I had the strangest feeling that if I opened the window, I would see something absolutely horrifying on the other side. Everything's been so odd lately, like, I came up with a plan, and I came back here to get what I needed. I don't seriously think anything will come of it, but I'm bored, it's raining, and I'm going stir-crazy. I came back to get my webcam, 
the cord isn't long enough to reach the third floor by any means, so instead I'm going to hide it between the two soda machines in the dark end of the basement hall, run the wire along the wall and under the main door, and put black duct tape over the wire to blend it with the black plastic strip that runs along the base of the hallway's walls. I know this is silly, but I don't have anything better to do. I'm gonna... <laughs> that is a bad idea. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a bad idea. I'm not excited. You never want to know the kind of people that walk by the place that you live within such small confines. Like, you just don't. You just don't want to know if there's someone. You just don't. You're better off not. Yeah. What if three, like, if on the first floor, three floors down, there's someone who's a murderer? Like, you don't need this stuff in I'm your just life. Just saying, you don't want to know that someone walks down your hallway paces back and forth, stops in front of your door, and just stares at it. You don't want to know that. Yeah, I'd rather Some be ignorant. Some people just do weird shit. Exactly. I'd rather be ignorant. And exactly. you know what's worse? If someone finds out, and they follow it, ugh. Well, nothing happened. I I propped open the hallway to stairway door, steeled myself, then flung the heavy front door wide open and ran like hell down the stairs to my room, slammed the door. I watched the webcam on my computer intently, seeing the hallway outside my door and most of the stairwell. I'm watching it right now, and I don't see anything interesting. I just wish the camera's position was different so I could see outside of the front door. Hey, so what? Someone's online. I... Let's see. I got out an older, less functional webcam that I had in my closet to video chat with my friend online. I couldn't really explain to him why I wanted a video chat, but it felt good to see another person's face. We couldn't talk very long, and we didn't talk about anything meaningful, but I feel much better. My strange fear has almost passed. I would feel completely better, but there was something odd about our conversation. I know I've said that everything seemed odd, but still, he was very vague in his responses. I can't recall one specific thing that he said, no particular name, place, event, but he did ask for my email address to keep in touch. Oh, wait, I just got an email. Okay. I'm about to go out. I just got an email from Amy that asked me to meet her for dinner at the place we usually go to. I do love pizza, and I've just been eating random food from my poorly stocked fridge for days, so I can't wait. Again, I should feel ridiculous about the odd couple of days I've been having. I should destroy this journal when I get back. Oh, another email. Oh my god, I I almost left the email and opened the door. I almost opened the door. I almost opened the door, but then I read the email first. It was from a friend I haven't heard in, in a long time, and it sent to a huge number of emails that must have been every person he had saved in his address book. He had no subject. And it, simply, it said, simply, Seen with your own eyes, don't trust them. They. The hell was that supposed to mean? The word shocked me. And I'm gonna, gonna keep going over it over and over again. It is... Is it a desperate email just sent as like, something happened? Did the words get... The words are obviously cut off without finishing. On any other day, I would have dismissed this as spam from a computer virus or something, but the words seen with your own eyes. I can't help but read over this journal and come back to the last few days and realize I have not seen another person with my own eyes or talked to another person face to face. The webcam with my conversation with my friend, it seems so strange, vague, eerie. Now that I think about it, was it eerie? Or is it the fear clouding my memory? My mind toys with the progression of events I've been writing here. 
It's pointing out that I haven't been presented one single fact that I did not specifically give out unexpectedly. The random wrong number that got my name and, and the subsequent strange return call from Amy, the friend that asked for my email address. I messaged him first when I saw him online and then I got my first email a few minutes after that conversation. Oh my God, the phone call with Amy. I said over the street, I, I said that I was within a half an hour's walk from 7th Street. They know I'm they, they know I'm near there. What if they're trying to find me? Where, where is everyone else? Why haven't I seen or heard anyone in days? No, no, no. This is this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. I need to calm down. This this madness needs to end. I don't I don't know what to think. I ran out of my apartment furiously holding my cell phone up to every corner to see if it got a signal through the heavy walls. And finally, in the tiny bathroom, near one ceiling corner, I got a single bar. Holding my phone there, I sent a text message to every number in my list. Not wanting to betray anything about my unfound fears, I simply sent. You seen anyone face to face lately? At that point, I just wanted to reply back. I. I didn't care what the reply was or if I was embarrassed myself. I tried to call someone a few times, but I couldn't get my head up high enough. And if I brought down my cell phone, down even an inch, I lost signal. Then I remembered my computer and I rushed to it, instant messaging everyone online. Most were idle or away from their computer. No one responded. My messages grew more frantic and I started telling people where I was and to stop by in person for a host of barely passable reasons. Didn't, I didn't care about anything by, by that point. I just needed to see another person. I also tore through my apartment looking for someone that I might have missed. Some way to contact another human being without opening the door. I know it's crazy. I know it's unfounded, but what if, what if I need to be sure. I taped the phone to the ceiling in case. Tuesday. The phone rang. Exhausted from last night's rampage, I must have fallen asleep. I woke up to the phone ringing and ran into the bathroom, stood on the toilet, and flipped open the phone tape to the ceiling. It was Amy, and I feel so much better. She was really worried about me, and apparently had been trying to contact me since the last time I talked to her. She's coming over now, and yes, she knows where I am without me telling her. I feel so embarrassed. I'm definitely throwing this journal away before anyone sees it. I don't even know why I'm writing it now. Maybe it's just because it's the only communication I've had all since. God knows why. I look like hell, too. I looked in the mirror before I came back in here. My eyes are sunken, my stubble is thicker, and I just look generally unhealthy. My apartment is trashed, but I'm not even going to clean it up. I think I need someone else to see what I've been through. These past few days have not been normal. I'm not to imagine things. I, I know I have been the victim of extreme probability. I probably missed seeing another person a dozen times. I just happened to go out when it was late at night or the middle of the day when everyone was gone. Everything's perfectly fine. I know this now. Plus, I found something in the closet last night that helped me tremendously. A television. I set it up just before I wrote this, and it's on in the background. Television has always been an escape for me, and it reminds me that there's a world beyond this dingy brick wall. I'm glad Amy is the only person that responded to me after last night's frantic pestering of everyone I could contact. She's been my best friend for years, she doesn't know it, but I count the day that I met her among one of the few moments of true happiness in my life. I remember that warm summer day fondly. It seems a different reality from this dark, rainy, lonely place. 
I feel like I spent days sitting in that playground, much too old to play, but just talking to her and hanging around, doing nothing at all. I still feel like I can go back to that moment sometimes, and it reminds me that this damn place is not all there is. Finally, a knock on the door. I thought it was odd that I couldn't see her through the camera I hid between the two soda machines. I figured there was a bad positioning, like when I couldn't see out the front door. I should have known. I should have known. After the knock, I yelled through the door jokingly that I had a camera between the soda machines because I was embarrassed myself Ooh. that I had taken the paranoia so far. After I did, I saw her image walk over to the camera and look down at it. And she smiled and waved. Hey! She said to the camera brightly, giving it a wry look. It's weird, I know. I sat into the mic attached to my computer. I've had a weird few days. Must have, she replied. Open the door, John. I hesitated. How could I be sure? Hey, humor me a second here, I told her through the mic. Tell me one thing about us. Just prove to me you're you. She gave the camera a weird look. Um, alright, she said slowly, thinking. We met randomly at a playground when we were both way too old to be there. I sighed deeply as reality returned and fear faded. Mm -hmm. God, I'd been so ridiculous. Of course it was Amy. That day wasn't anywhere in the world except in my memory. I'd never even mentioned it to anyone, not out of embarrassment, but out of a strange secret nostalgia and a longing for the days to return. If there was some unknown force at work trying to trick me, as I feared, there was no way they could know about that day. <laughs> Alright, I'll explain everything, I told her. Be right there. I ran to my small bathroom and fixed my hair as best as I could. I looked like hell, but she would understand. Snickering at my own unbelievable behavior and the mess I'd made of the place, I walked to the door. I put my hand in the doorknob and gave the mess one last look. So ridiculous, I thought. My eyes traced over the half-eaten food laying on the ground, the overflowing trash bin, and the bed I tipped to the side looking for God knows what. I almost turned to the door and opened it, but my eyes fell on one last thing. The old webcam. The one I used for that eerily vacant chat with my friend. Its silent black sphere lay haphazardly tossed to the side, its lens pointed at the table where this journal lay. An overwhelming terror took me, as I realized that if some, something could see that through the camera, it would have seen what I just wrote about the day. I asked her for one thing about us, and she chose the only thing in the world that I thought they or it did not know. But it did. It did know. It could have been watching me the whole time. I didn't open the door. I screamed. I screamed in uncontrollable terror. I stomped on the old webcam on the floor. The door shook. And the doorknob tried to turn, but I didn't hear Amy's voice through the door. Was the basement door made to keep out drafts too thick? Or was Amy not outside? What could have been trying to get in if not her? What the hell is out there? I saw her on the computer through the camera outside. I heard her on the speakers through the camera outside, but was it real? How can I know? She's gone now. I screamed and shouted for help. I piled up everything in my apartment against the front door. Friday. At least I think it's Friday. I broke everything electronic. I smashed my computer to pieces. Every single thing on there could have been accessed. 
by network, or worse, altered. I'm a programmer, I know. Every little piece of information I gave out since this started, my name, my email, my location, none of it came back from outside until I gave it out. I've been going over and over what I wrote. I've been pacing back and forth, alternating between stark terror and overpowering disbelief. Sometimes I'm absolutely certain some phantom entity is dead set on the simple goal of getting me to go outside. Back to the beginning, with phone call with Amy, she was effectively asking me to open the door and go outside. I keep running through it in my head. One point of view says I've been acting like a madman, and all of this is the extreme convergence of probability. Never going outside at the right times by pure luck. Never seeing another person by pure chance. Getting a random nonsense email from some computer virus at the right time. The other point of view says the extreme convergence of probability is the reason why that whatever's out there hasn't gotten me already. I keep thinking, I never open the window on the third floor. I never opened the front door until that incredibly stupid stunt with the hidden camera, after which I ran straight to my room and slammed the door. I haven't opened my own solid door since I flung open the front door of the building. Whatever's out there, if anything out there, has never made an appearance in the building before I opened the front door. Maybe the reason it wasn't in the building already was that it was elsewhere getting everyone else. And then it waited until I betrayed my existence by trying to call Amy. Call which didn't work until it called me back and asked me my name. Terror literally overwhelms me every time I try to fit the pieces of this nightmare together. That email shortcut off, was it from someone trying to get the word out? Some friendly, desperate voice trying to warn me before it came? Seen with my own eyes, don't trust them? Exactly what I've been so suspicious of. It could have masterful control of all things electronic, practicing its insidious deception to trick me into coming outside. Why can't it get in? I knocked on the door and must have some solid presence, right? The door, the image of those doors in the upper hallway as guardian monoliths flash back in my mind every time I trace this path of thoughts. If there's some phantom entity trying to get me to go outside, maybe it can't go through doors. I keep thinking back over all the books I've read or movies I've seen, trying to generate some explanation for this. Doors have always been such intense foci of human imagination, always seen as wards or portals of special importance. Foci? Focus? Is that singular focus? The frick is that? I, do, I don't know. I, I... <laughs> you you handled it with finesse, I will say that much. Yeah, I would have said, like, fucky. <laughs> Yo, what did that? What did that though? <laughs> just going hardcore in it. Yeah. Or perhaps the door is just too thick. I, I know that I couldn't bash through any of the doors in this building, let alone the heavy basement ones. Uh, aside from that, the real question is, why does it even want me? It just wanted to kill me. It could do it in any number of ways, including just waiting until I starved to death. What if it doesn't want to kill me? What if it has some far more horrific fate in store for me? God, what can I do to escape this nightmare? I knock on the door. I told the people on the other side of the door I need a minute to think and I'll, uh, I'll come out. <clears throat> I'm really just writing this down so I can figure out what to do. At least this time I heard their voices. My paranoia, and yes, I recognize I'm being paranoid. Has me thinking of all sorts of ways that their voices could be faked electronically. There could be nothing but speakers outside, simulating human voices. 
did it really take them three days to come talk to me? Amy is supposedly out there, along with two policemen and a psychiatrist. Maybe it took them three days to think of what to say to me. The psychiatrist's claim could be pretty convincing if I decided to think that this all has been a crazy misunderstanding and not some entity trying to trick me into opening the door. The psychiatrist had an older voice, authoritative, but still caring. I liked it. I'm desperate just to see someone with my own eyes. He said I have something called cyberpsychosis, and I'm just one of a nationwide epidemic of thousands of people having breakdowns triggered by a suggestive email that got through somehow. I swear he said got through somehow. I think he means spread throughout the country inexplicably, but I'm incredibly suspicious that the entity slipped up and revealed something. He said I'm a part of a wave of <clears throat> emergent behavior, that a lot of other people are having the same problems with the same fears, even though we've never communicated. That neatly explains the strange email about eyes that I got. I didn't get the original triggering email, I got a descendant of it. My friend could have broken down too and tried to warn everyone he knew against, you know, these paranoid fears. That's how the problem spreads, the psychiatrist claims. I, I could have spread it too, with my texts and instant messages online to everyone I know. One of those people might be melting down right now, after being triggered by something I sent them. Something they might interpret in any way they want. Something like a text saying, Seen anyone face to face lately? The psychiatrist told me that he didn't want to lose another one, that people like me are intelligent, and it's our downfall. We draw connections so well that we draw them even when they shouldn't be there. He said it's easy to get caught up in paranoia in our fast-paced world, a constant changing place where more and more of our interaction is simulated. Look, I have to give him one thing, it's a great explanation. It neatly explains everything, it explains everything perfectly in fact. I have every reason to shake off this nightmarish fear that something or consciousness or being out there wants me to open the door so it can capture me for some horrible fate worse than death. It could be just foolish, after hearing that explanation, to stay in here until I starve to death, but just despite the entity that might have gotten everything else. It would be foolish to think that, after hearing that explanation, I might be one of the last people alive on an empty world, hiding in my secure basement, spiting some unthinkable deceptive entity just by refusing to be captured. It's a perfect explanation for every single strange thing I've seen and heard, and I have every reason in the world to let go of all of my fears and open the door, and that's exactly why I'm not going to. How how can I be sure? How can I know that it's real, and how, how do I know what's real and what's deceptive? All of these damn things with their wires and their signals that originate from some unseen origin, they're, they're not real. I, I can't be sure. Signals through a camera, faked video, deceptive phone calls, emails, even the television lying broken on the floor. How can I possibly know it's real? It's just signals, waves, light. The door. It's bashing on the door. It's trying to get in. What insane mechanical contrivance could it be to use this? be using to simulate the sound of men attacking the heavy wood so well? At least I'll finally see it with my own eyes. There's nothing left in here for it to deceive me with. I've ripped apart everything else. It can't deceive my eyes, can it? Seen with your own eyes, don't trust them. Wait, was that desperate message telling me to trust my eyes or warning me about my eyes too? I, oh my god, what's the difference between a camera and my eyes? They're both turning 
light into electronic signals are the same. I, I, I can't be deceived. I have to be sure. I have to be sure. Date unknown. I calmly asked for paper and a pen, day in and day out, until it finally gave them to me. Not that it matters. What am I going to do? Poke my eyes out? The bandages feel like part of me now. The pain is gone. I figure this will be one of my last chances to write legibly, as, without my sight to correct mistakes, my hands will slowly forget the motions involved. This is a sort of self-indulgence, this writing. It's a relic of another time because I'm certain everyone left in the world is dead, or something far worse. I sit against the padded wall day in and day out. The entity brings me food and water. It masks itself as a kind of nurse, as an unsympathetic doctor. I think it knows that my hearing is sharpened considerably now that I live in darkness. It fakes conversations in the hallways on the off chance that I might overhear. One of the nurses talks about having a baby soon. One of the doctors lost his wife in a car accident. None of it matters. None of it's real. None of it gets to me. Not like she does. That's the worst part. The part I almost can't handle. The thing comes to me masquerading as Amy. Its recreation is perfect. It sounds exactly like Amy, feels exactly like her. It even produces a reasonable facsimile of tears that it makes me feel on its lifelike cheeks. When it first dragged me here, it told me all the things I wanted to hear. It told me that she loved me, that she had always loved me, that it didn't understand why I did this, that we could still have a life together if only I could stop insisting that I was being deceived. It wanted me to believe. No, it needed me to believe that she was real. I almost fell for it. I really did. I doubted myself for the longest time. In the end, though, it was all too perfect, too flawless, and too real. False Amy used to come every day and then every week and finally stopped coming altogether. But I don't think the entity will give up. I think the waiting game is just another one of its gambits. I'll resist it for the rest of my life if I have to. I don't know what happened to the rest of the world, but I do know that this thing needs me to fall for its deceptions. If it needs that, then maybe, just maybe, I'm a thorn in its agenda. Maybe Amy is still alive out there somewhere, kept alive only by my will to resist the deceiver. I hold on to that hope, rocking back and forth in myself to pass the time. I'll never give in. I'll never break. I am a hero. The doctor read the paper the patient had scribbled on. It was barely readable, written in the shaky script of one who could not see. He wanted to smile at the man's steadfast resolve, a reminder of the human will to survive, but he knew the patient was completely delusional. After all, a sane man would have fallen for the deception a long time ago. The doctor wanted to smile. He wanted to whisper words of encouragement to the delusional man. He wanted to scream, but the nerve filaments wrapped around his head and into his eyes made him do otherwise. His body walked into the cell like a puppet and told the patient once more that he was wrong and that there was nobody trying to deceive him. It's like the fucking Borg. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like the fucking Borg, man. <laughs> What's so cool about all of this is, especially just the way they set it up, at first it's like he does go outside at one point. And then he doesn't anymore, and he always has a reason not to. And see, they could have destroyed this and made this crappy, 
but the way they did it was perfect and perfect for print. Does that make sense? Perfect for print? It's like yeah. it's better on page than... And if they try to make a movie, it'll probably suck. That's just how these things work. But this is... Oh, great. no, I could see a movie working really well. Almost like, um... Is it called The Eye? The whole, I know The um, Eye. The whole... I hated the Jessica Alba yeah. remake. But yeah, the original. The, the original was pretty good. I guess for me, with this specifically, <clears throat> when something has to do with di- diary entries, right? Which a lot of creepypastas are entries... This provides something really beautiful where you get to see the process as they're doing it. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. There wasn't any filler. It was good. No, it was really good. It was I, good. I liked I liked the pacing, I liked the writing. I you know, it's just it's the one thing that it always comes down to, which is I wish it didn't have the ending. Yeah, I wish it didn't confirm. I wish, you know, there's a story for a story so solidly built, I wish it had the constraint that I so eagerly, you know, yearn for mm-hmm. with creepypastas, which yeah. is just like, don't give us everything. Specifically with a mental story like that, yeah. which which is all in your head, and it's all just like, Izzy, isn't he? Izzy, isn't he? Like, if they could take out that doctor part at the end and maybe add just a little bit more about his fine-tuning to sounds... Because it sounds like, um, the reason I say the Borg, the reason I, I went there, yeah. is because I, it, it affixed itself, it, it sounded like it affixed itself to the person's head, yeah. like a technological thing, yep. and I feel like all he needed to hear from his cell is some kind of electronic signal, yeah. and I feel like being blind would have been able to bump his hearing even more than just to be able to hear through a wall, like, yeah. he should have been able to hear an impulse. You know, something as simple as that. And I feel like that's what that story was missing. Was just, like... That one last thing. Something bare, something simple. And, like, just to drive it home. What if the doctor comes in, and instead of all that, right, the doctor reads it, and then it's the wording they use. Like, the doctor goes in one last time, talks to the patient... And maybe reads it wrong. And reads it wrong, or maybe, like... As he's walking away, maybe his ears pick up that he laughs or something or something. Like something slight that you, like you said, or you hear electronic signal. Yeah, I like from the laugh mouth. thing. You know, yeah. that makes me think like, of, uh, that makes me think of, um, fuck, what's it called? Killing Joke? Yeah. Yes. Killing, Killing joke. joke is one so of the weird. best, you know, comic book endings of all time because you're just, you're just like, wow, did the Joker really get to Bruce or did, or did, uh, did he, did, did Bruce finally turn Joker? And I think it's. You know, it's it has to deal with the person. It has to deal yeah. with the perspective. And I think, like, something as simple as him maybe reading it and then leaving and then maybe turning to someone and saying, like, not yet. Yeah. But it's something where, like, yeah. I don't want to make it too on the point, you know, but, like, yeah. it would take some thinking. Ooh, how about they say how a nurse says how was it in lax? Maybe because it's easy, like, yeah. if he laughs, it's, it's like, because he's going crazy, be- the doctor's going crazy because this guy's freaking a lunatic. Or... They already described his, him as unsympathetic, though. So, so it's, something. It has to be, it has to be a verbal confirmation, but something... Two-sided. Yeah. A double something. entendre. Exactly, but, but to the purpose. You yeah. know, that's why I say, like, I think not yet, or, uh, or, uh... We'll see. We'll see, or he needs work. How's the patient doing? We'll see. Yeah, because if you do, how's the patient doing? We'll see. It easily could be the doctor trying to help him. Exactly, or, or it could be the doctor. That's trying what to I break mean. Him. It just needs it needs an openness, ambiguity. 
yeah, it needs an openness that the story kind of forced upon you, you know. But ultimately, solid fucking story. That was a great story. Really enjoyed it. Especially, because as it was going on, it started with, nah, he's, he's not crazy, it's just the events. Oh my gosh, he's crazy. Totally. I actually, I, I was convinced, like how we went into it, I was convinced that we were about to read something where, like we, like I had mentioned, that the narrative was unbelievable. Unreliable, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad that this turned out to be, you know, something a little bit more, you know. It's unique because the, the narrator is actually reliable in terms of what he's seeing, and he's, yeah. it's unique because it's, because sometimes a narrator is unreliable because they're lying to us. True. And in this case, usual the narrator... Suspects. Yes, usual suspects, definitely. And in this case, the narrator's unreliable to himself, and we get to see that happen to him over a course of time where we see the events that he's taking. I do think... I do think, and, you know, let this be one of the last things we say about the story just to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I do think Psychosis is a bad title. Yeah, my gosh, it is. For... Psychosis is more mental deterioration and I don't feel like that's what's happened. No, I feel like all. the story should have been called like isolation. Something as simple as like alone, you know. Something that makes you feel either alone or something that makes you feel worried or wary. Paranoia. I guess I just like weird combinations like Yeah, you're you're a multiple word person. I I like You like sing singular. I like single words, you know. If you're going to call it psychosis, be specific. And I think, like, paranoia or isolation... Yo, wave psychosis sounds sick. Even though I don't agree with psychosis, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I just but, think psychosis is too much of a spectrum. Because, it, you know, psychosis kind of is... It's an umbrella term for anything from schizophrenia to slight anxiety disorder. <laughs> I agree. Lingering thought. Or lingering something. Like the idea of something, uh, something's unsettling. You know what I'm saying, right? Like that yeah. one th I, I just don't like the word lingering. Find Specifically a freaking, as a title. Freaking finding a word then. Find a word for me. But the idea, I want like, I want a title that makes you feel like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, don't use the word lingering, but a lingering thought, like, because that's the whole point of the whole thing, is he keeps having these lingering thoughts, nagging, nagging, but not, don't use the word nagging. That's <laughs> nagging is title. even worse. I know. But you get the idea, like, something's nagging at him, so how do you write that in a title without yeah. giving too much away? But ultimately, it's still like, just because the title sucks, it doesn't doesn't speak for yeah sometimes the in the like, product exactly you can edit this part wait hey, I, <laughs> and i'm not I'm just tell me what i can and can't edit bite me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like edit this down man i look stupid too late buddy yeah, uh yeah i know right it's a very good story because trust me you and me we're literally just everyone think okay guys i know it's towards the end you'll probably like kill me think about this for a second we are all this meat brain okay we're all the brain we're not mm -hmm. anything else the brain is sending signals we're a biological computer we're just this computer sitting in a shell come we're moving a meat puppet our like we're the ones it's not even a meat puppet it's like, literally millions trillions kajillions of tiny organisms working together to yeah. make up do you, make do up you know how much bacteria you have in your body i'm just saying man. i'm agreeing yeah. yeah, we have so much bacteria in our body that's helping. Like, there's bacteria in your stomach that keeps you alive, and you're like, oh, bacteria is bad. That's why they're trying to get rid of all that. Some of the hand sanitizers to get rid of all your germs because you have good germs on you, too. Sure. But, like, you can't... There's a theory called brain... Uh, brain vat theory? Vat brain? Vat simulation? Where your brain is just in a jar. Everyone's brain's just in a jar, and it's all a simulation. Sure. So it's not just you in a jar. Matrix. It's all of us in a jar. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much the matrix. It's all we're all in a jar. 
and at the end of it, they can turn it off when we die anyway and use it for something else and repurpose it. But it's just very interesting to realize that everything could easily be a simulation. You'll never have proof because we are all products of what we see and what we hear. Have you watched The Discovery yet? No, and I'm excited to watch it. It's really it's good. It's on my Netflix queue, and I'm so it's excited. really good. And I just watched that the other day, too. Really Jason good. Siegel, I heard, was really good in it. Fantastic. And it sounds like a movie he wouldn't be good at, and that's why I love it. Didn't see the ending coming, I'll say that much. Okay. Because I know all about the afterlife it. stuff, yeah. You'll enjoy it. Any final thoughts on, on psychosis, on horror, on Las Pasta in general? Guys out there, if you... I want you all to have higher standards <laughs> when you watch your movies, and not because of me. Not for this podcast, though. Lower your standards. No, there no. Are too when many you, standards. Okay, let's turn this off for a second. Watch <laughs> the podcast with no standards. and In fact, lower your inhibitions to the point of realizing that this is free. True. And being that this is free, the only thing that you're paying with is your time. And I know that can be delicate and, and beautiful to some of you, but guess what? Screw you. Enjoy this. You're at the end. So at this point, ha, we won, honestly. True. The so battle is fought. The battle has been fought. If you skip to this point, I mean, kind of weirdo. So, otherwise, I really hope you enjoyed it. I mean, Psychosis, that was that was definitely my top ten. Story. Top ten creepypastas of all time. Goatman still won. But, and if you haven't seen the Goatman one, please watch it. If you Go back to episode 28. Shout out. Shout out to 28. And guys, if you haven't seen... If you seen, got to 41 without listening to at least... I'm going to say the episodes don't really start getting good until about 7. So, I would listen to like 7 to 12, then listen to like... 22 like 17. through 30. Like, I, I'd say since 22, we've been on a good we've been on a good run. Yeah, and, and here's the intriguing thing, guys. If you enjoy, like, just say, a specific person's, guess what? Give the other ones a try, too. If you like mine, try the other ones, because everyone's going to have their unique style, and that's the best thing about this. You're getting so much out of it. You're not getting the same person every single time. I mean, you have your beautiful that's, host over here. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. You have a beautiful host, but guess what? <laughs> it's sick to have that beautiful host that's one wavelength with another new wavelength every single time. You got the new fabric, the new that's taste. That's what I'm trying to do, man. And it's beautiful. We're, we're bringing the love to the entire country. Come on. Yeah. Come on, join the show. Join the show, guys. Uh, we we want to hear your opinions. We want to hear your viewpoints. And we want you to, other than this, have higher standards in your media. When you watch something, ask yourself, what value does it give to you? Do you enjoy it? Are you inspired by it? And if you are, make something. There needs to be more artists. There needs to be more well-trained artists. And guess what? The best way to train is enjoy and read, watch. Become, become sure. a critic to your own work. Become a critic to others. And you know what? Just have a freaking great rest of your day or night. And if your boss right now is yelling at you to take out your damn headphones, <laughs> like, guess what? You enjoyed it. You deserve that. You better got paid during that whole time. True. And if you lost your job, well, welcome to the club. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a job for now, at least today, at the recording. Probably by the time this is edited, I'll be on the streets. Say, so we're not, you're not getting paid for this. I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah, we're not paid for this. And guess what? This is, this is called a project of passion. This is a labor of love, guys. If you're enjoying it, we're not asking for money. We're asking you to keep listening. We're asking you to yeah, show it to other stay people. Tuned. Stay tuned. Just stay tuned. Because I feel people. like... I feel like they only keep getting better in quality, and I feel like they keep getting better in storytelling, and yep. I feel like we're learning a lot from Definitely. this as people, as individuals. And, you know, yo, if not, come back for the creeps. I feel like, if anything, most of these episodes have just... They've, they've told me about what people find scary in life. I might not find the same things as scary, but, you know, 
you never know if you come across an episode and something really just fucking wigs you out. And I, yeah. hope, I hope we did that for As you. As Goatman wigged me out, this wigged me out because I question my sanity about 18 to 90% <laughs> of the time. True, true that. I'll be sitting in my room like, what if my wife's not real? What if nothing, like, what is going on? Reality. I hate reality. <laughs> not because of the events in oh. it, but the thought of what it is is scary. But guys, get scared. And if you're listening to this and you are just like, eh, these guys are losers, guess what? Try to try to realize that by lowering your inhibitions and lowering your standards and enjoying things like this, you're really opening yourself up to a broader palette. And I really hope that you enjoyed this. And guess what? If you guys liked any of the movies we talked about at the beginning that we said we didn't like, that's okay. Other than Alien Covenant, which sucks no matter who you are. <laughs> Uh, I have one friend who said it was no pretty No one's allowed great. to like it. I mean, it. I've had so many arguments on Reddit with people who like it. Dude, I just, I, you can't All like I do it. is spam the red letter media critique of the movie. What, was it just that brutal and honest? Well, it wasn't brutal. It was just them asking questions for six minutes. They were just like, why? Why? And then they'd turn and say, like, thanks, Ridley Scott, every, like, minute and a half. It's that great. sounds about right. Um, I'm, I'm going to close this out by saying, you know, if you... If you are listening to this and you do think we're losers, fuck you, because you just listened to this entire thing, and you've probably been listening to a couple episodes, and if you're going to fucking judge us, then look in the fucking mirror. Make a better movie, man. You see? Did you see Alien? Did you see the movie Alien? Yeah, I guess what? I saw it too. It was sweet. Did you see, uh, uh, let's see, hmm, do you want to go through three? Do you want to go for Resurrection? Do you want to talk about this? Because no. you don't. This is it. This is you don't want to talk about this. Guess you're what? You're welcome. If, if Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner, sucks, I know you're a producer, not the director. But guess what? I will I will find you and I will do nothing because this is recorded and is uh, they can track this down. <laughs> <laughs> yo, as for Gestalt, yo, what up? Peace out. Oh, thanks for listening, guys. And girls, not trying to be sexist. Yo, and and anyone who. Uh, takes yourself and identifies yourself as lemonade. I'm cool with you. If if you yeah, like, we're not we're not trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. If you identify <laughs> yourselves, if you identify yourselves as an Xbox, screw you. Xbox One sucks. I'm looking at his Xbox One controller, <laughs> and yo, piss off. That's not cool. Yo, out. I'm out. He's literally. I, I just bought a 3ds. I just bought a 3ds. Get out of here! You I said you were out. Yo, I just bought a 3ds. Stop talking. A new 3ds. I got Alpha Sapphire, Ugh. and they they chose it over New Moon. I chose it. You're fucking New Moon. Me. What's it called? Blue <laughs> Moon. I don't know. Isn't Blue That's Moon like Jaeger? Isn't Blue Moon a beer? Jaeger? Are we talking about Yingling? <laughs> fucking hate. Yo, I thought Yingling. Was a, I thought Yingling was Get a type of yo-yo here. trick yo. for a while. <laughs> yo, Tin Tin, shut up! I don't hear it. <laughs>